if you can't write down your aim and then write out a plan to make it a reality, what hope do you ever really have of achieving your life's dreams? You wouldn't agree to meeting a friend at a restaurant without checking out the address or at least finding out vaguely where it is so you can work out how to get there, would you? Likewise, you'd be crazy to begin driving to an unfamiliar place without first looking at a map or punching the address into your phone. And then if you want a great holiday, you'd look at a few sites on the internet, maybe read through a brochure or two, check out dates and prices, all vital planning to ensure that you have the best time possible. So why is it that when it comes to by far the most important thing, our own lives, the vast majority of us haven't even considered making a plan? You might know where you're going for a drink tonight and what time you're seeing your family tomorrow and that your car is booked in to be fixed next week, but how about where you're heading next year or in five years' time? When you think of it like that, it seems madness not to have a plan. You need to have some sort of roadmap to follow so you'll be able to move forward to the next phase of your life. It could be detailed, complicated or loose, but you need a plan so you can check your progress or lack of it, against something measurable. You need a plan to keep you motivated and on the right track. And most importantly of all, you need a plan to make the next step, and then the next, and then the next. If you can't see the path ahead, how on earth will you ever reach the rainbow that awaits you at the end? I've been a bit of a planner from very early on in my life. It's probably the result of seeing my mom come up with her own plan to get back on her feet after she separated from my dad. I didn't know it at the time, but her plan to take care of my sister and me was simple. She worked every hour she could to earn enough money to become independent once again. While we were living at my grandparents' motel, she did loads of different jobs, including cleaning houses, selling real estate, to save up so we could set up on our own. Of course, it would have been much easier for her to have sat back and depended on her in-laws, my grandparents, to support us forever, but she would never have let that happen. In fact, it probably wouldn't have even occurred to her to do that. Her plan to eventually buy her own home gradually came to fruition. She worked and saved and saved and worked until she finally had enough money for us to move on and start afresh. The three of us moved back to Newcastle and rented a little unit there. I'd just turned six and had gone to kindy and started school in Baraba. While it was sad to leave my grandparents, it also felt like another big adventure. They were planning to sell the motel anyway, and soon after we left, that's what they did, and moved to Foster. My mum was still working all hours under the sun. She worried about this being hard on me and my sister. If she had to work late, she'd leave us in our unit and have a neighbour keep eye on us to make sure we were safe. She hated doing it, but it was necessary, she felt, if her plan to give us a decent life was to succeed. We didn't think anything of it at the time. Looking back, I think we were happy enough and just accepted our family life as being normal. I'd seen my grandparents work hard as well as my mum. I really think it was all a great lesson in working hard to achieve your goals. My mum's plan worked. By the time I was 11, she'd managed to get a full-time job at a real estate agency and, with assistance from my grandparents, had bought her own house. So we moved to another part of Newcastle. However, there was a downside to getting our own home. I was the new girl at yet another new school, not quite fitting in with the girls who'd all grown up together, being constantly the odd one out and always being made to feel it. I genuinely loved school, but at one stage I really didn't want to go because of being made to feel so uncomfortable there. 
Mum used to make me go, and this had the effect of making me and my sister become quite independent early on. We tried to get on with our own lives and deal with any challenges and not worry Mum about them. Just occasionally, though, things were beyond our control and we had to tell her. When I was 12 and had just started high school, a boy in my class started giving me a really hard time. If I wouldn't pay him attention, he began to threaten me and bully me. It got so bad, I eventually had to tell mum, and she went to the school to sort things out. It turned out he came from a home where his dad used to hit his mother, so he'd grown up thinking that was how you made girls aware of you. It was unfortunate he'd singled me out as the girl he wanted to impress. That's just an example of an extremely bad plan. Of course, once we found out about his situation, we had a bit more compassion for him.